Staring at a Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Tangerine from Rave and to the Joy Fantastic. Recorded early 1999 at Paisley Park and released on the 9th of November 1999. On the track, it is just Prince and Rhonda Smith. The track is 1 minute 30, uh, unless you're listening to the remix, in which case it is 2 minutes 13. Um, all that does is extend, like, 30 seconds of the song. <laughs> There's not really any kind of new material added in there. Um, and it was, you know, it's basically... The version on Raven to the Joy Fantastic is the shorter version of the version that's on Raven Two. So, um, you know, it's not it's not a hugely long song either way. Re- joining me to talk about this song today is Gina Radcliffe. Hello, Gina. Hello. Yeah. So I don't know for a genre. Um, I'm not quite sure what to say. Uh, I mean, obviously Prince. You know, he opens up say, by saying sometimes some days I feel tangerine, some days I feel blue. Sometimes I just want to black out everything I felt for you. So. I don't know, maybe it's a, it's a song about loss, so maybe it's a, um, I don't know, it's like a ballad, maybe? I mean... Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, a breakup song, I, I definitely would classify it as that. And uh, I think, yeah. that, I mean, the, the last episode we recorded together, you said that he was in the middle of his marriage splitting up. So this this uh, this kind of sounds like that a little bit, like that he's, you know, lament, lamenting, lamenting a lost love. I mean, obviously, I'm very hesitant to ever um, kind of, you know, autobiography anything that Prince puts out. But this really does feel like a song about him breaking up with Maite. Um, you know, the end of the marriage was kind of happening around the time that this was being recorded. Obviously, we don't know the specific dates on this, um, but, you know, it is kind of very much, you know, just about that breakup. Um, you know, I think the nice thing about the song is that it actually kind of, you know, showcases uh, Rhonda Smith's bass playing um, because most of it is kind of like, a, you know, a kind of synthesized bass sound. Um, mm-hmm. That's the main kind of part of the song. Um, so it, it, it kind of feels like she's the one doing most of the music and Prince is the one just singing, um, you know, these kind of very sad lyrics over the top. Worth saying as well, you know, as with a lot of songs on Rave to the Joy Fantastic, no real chorus and no real verses, <laughs> like very much kind of just like a, almost like a stream of consciousness. Um, you know, particularly the fact that the first three lines open with those kind of, you know, some days I feel, sometimes I feel like... It just feels like him taking a structure and just kind of putting different words in there, um, you know. Uh, but I, I mean, the, like the sentiment of some days I just want to black out everything I felt for you. The way Prince is singing is so kind of like delicate in this song that that feels like a really kind of heavy sentiment to express. And it's kind yeah. of just a weird contrast, um, you know, like I, like like I said, I don't I don't like putting stuff like kind of. You know, because there's tons of stuff that happened in Prince's life that he never put to music. But this does really feel like, you know, either he's split with Maite or, you know, the kind of, you know, the divorce is imminent. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, you're, you're right that the the lyrics don't really match the the music or the way that he is he is singing them. And, I, I, you know, I sort of feel like he's I mean, I don't know if the phrase pulling his punches would be the best way to put it. 
but uh, it, it does feel sort of like he's just kind of testing how these lyrics work with this with this music, and then like, nah, yeah, I'm not gonna do anything more with this. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, it does feel like a little bit of a, a throwaway song. I wasn't particularly. I mean, reading the lyrics, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this sounds like a very moving song. And then when you actually hear it performed, it's like, well, that's not really doing anything. That's not really moving me either way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like the sentiment where he says, "Even though I take your picture everywhere I go," and you're like, "Oh, well, that's a nice sentiment." And then he says, "I use it for a coaster and drink the overflow," and I'm like, "Oh, well, that is like <laughs> if you really want to get at someone, you'd be like, yeah, of course, I still carry your picture. I put it down when I drink, and then anything that spills, I just drink off your picture. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's like such a kind of like it feels like it's gonna be like a happy sentiment, and then it kind of turns, and I feel like that's like." You know, a lot of the lines in this song are like that, where it's, you know, like he's saying something that you think is going to be nice. And then it just turns and you're like, oh, so he's he's really not. So and also the idea that he feels tangerine is such an odd, like the fact that he says, like, sometimes I feel tangerine, sometimes I feel blue. Obviously, most people are familiar with the idea of feeling blue, but feeling tangerine is like. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess tanger feeling tangerine is using people's pictures as coasters. That's like... well, yeah. I mean, I just consider, you know, I guess he felt it's a bright and happy color. So, you know, I mean, I, I just that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. I mean, but is, he, it, but, he is, but, is, but is it because the the idea of you know you drinking drinking his coffee or whatever off off of, off of you know a picture of his ex makes him happy, or does that, that part make him blue? <laughs> Yeah, I, this is the thing. Is like, I mean, he he, tell, he tells us in the second. I'm gonna say verse, but I don't think it is that. Um, sometimes I make a lot of money and give it all away to take my mind off the tangerine color of your negligee, which, <laughs> which, of course, Prince has to say negligee. Of like, course, you know, it's that, that is very much a Prince word. But I like that again. It feels like why does he need to tell this person that he's making a lot of money and giving it away? It's like, it, it, like it seems like these weird kind of like humble brags. Um, you know, and of course he says beggars can't be choosy if they know how to serve. You got a different phone number and a lot of, and in the song he kind of holds it and then he goes nerve, <laughs> which, which I which I kind of like. Um, but yeah, I I like the idea that he's kind of bitter that this person has changed their phone number, um, even if he is still carrying their their photo around for you know the purposes of drinking off it. Like I don't know, it, it, it's like a, it's a series of very kind of like mixed sentiments. And I feel like even Prince isn't quite sure if he's kind of happy or sad about this. Um, and I guess maybe that's why, you know, that's why Tangerine is like the mood that he's kind of classing it. Just, just, uh, just imagine that you're uh, you're at a bar or a party with a friend and, you know, they've gone through a breakup recently and they just take they just take their wallet out and they take a picture out and, it's, and they just kind of put it down, just clonk, just put their beer or their coffee on top of it. And you're like, I should probably say something about this, but you know what? I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, Prince finishes saying sometimes some days I feel Tangerine. Sometimes I miss you. Too. So I guess I guess those final two lines are probably the most honest where, you know, obviously he misses this person. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have gone to the trouble of recording a song all about them. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't kinda, record it, songs it, it, about people you've forgotten, do you? Yeah, it's kind of the reverse of um, uh, the Damien Rice song, uh, The Blower's Daughter, in which he, he just spends most of the song talking about how much he misses this person and, and he can't stop thinking about them and you know, his life is meaningless. And then like at the very uh, like the song fades out with him saying, I can't take my eyes off of you. 
and then at the very end of the song, he says, "Till I find someone new." <laughs> it's just such a, it's just such a tonal shift in the song, and and like in this song, it's like, well, he sounds pretty, you know, pretty bitter, and and you know, just putting coffee rings all over your picture, and I don't even care. And then like, well, yeah, but I still miss you, <laughs> you know. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's kind of. You know, sweet because that is how you know a lot of relationships. When you break up, you have very mixed feelings for the person. But you know, again, if you kind of you know put the you know mixed emotions into actually performing the song that he put into writing it, I think it'd be a much more powerful song. But by the time he yeah. got to actually recording it, he just like, well, all right, whatever. You know, and it was just and it just kind of really lost something in the translation. Yeah, I mean, th- there is a, there's a song that's on uh, Rainbow Children, which I'll I'll talk about once I get to it which was was based on the fact that the drummer was warming up and he didn't realize he's been recorded and then he came back the next day and Prince had done an entire song around that drum warm-up and this feels a lot like you know Rhonda Smith was probably just showing Prince how to do this on the bass and you know once she finished you know obviously Prince was like okay now I'm going to record some lyrics over the top of it so it doesn't it doesn't feel like there was the intention for it to be a song but it feels like Prince had these lyrics and Rhonda had kind of you know shown Prince how to make this sound using this acoustic bass and Prince was like oh I like that sound but you know he didn't want to go back and you know maybe record a longer version or whatever or kind of structure so he's just like I'll just sing whatever I want over the top of what I've already got um you know and it very much kind of has that feel um, of Prince kind of just kind of someone showing Prince something and Prince being like, well, I'll now put some lyrics to what you've just shown me. Um, you know. <laughs> I, have, I have this, I have this song in, in you know, folded up in the back in, in my pocket that I can try out. Yeah. Um, now, interestingly, Prince performed this at a gig at Paisley Park um, as part of um, the, the tour in 2002 um, now, um, Nora Jones opened for him, <laughs> who obviously, you know, in 2002 was, you know, she was huge. So I guess that's why Prince, you know, ha- had them there. Um, you know, there was only a thousand people in attendance. Uh, Prince only played this song at that gig and never played it ever again. Um, and interestingly, during that gig as well, he played um, Alphabet Street and he turned it into the Ballad of Jed Clampett, um, which obviously... <laughs> So, um, you know, well, so it's not like Prince, you know, was completely insulated. You know, if he wanted, he could easily just, you know, knock out the Beverly Hillbillies theme, um, you know, in the middle of like Alphabet Street. This is something apparently he'd done a few times. This is like this wasn't the first time. Like he'd done it a few times in like 1987 and 2000 and 2004 and stuff. So obviously it must be. I don't know. It's weird to think that Prince was like a fan of the Beverly Hillbillies, but. Uh, you know, there you go. So yeah, the the only time it was ever played, um, and that was a, a gig on the twenty fourth of June two thousand two, um, and then Prince never played it ever again. And I'm guessing that's probably because Ronda left his band. I think early two thousand three. So you know, I think when she's not in the band, you know, like someone else has got to perform it so maybe Prince was like well if Ronda's not here to play it then there's no point playing the song. The thing is, obviously, I've been listening to this song for. I don't know, 19 years now so I'm kind of used to it and I'm not really a huge fan of everything that's on Rave but this is one of the few songs that I kind of like because it sounds different to the other songs that are on here a lot of the other songs are very much like Prince plays the drums Prince puts on some keyboards Prince does some guitar Prince puts some vocals on top and this you know obviously it's clearly completely different from everything else you know it has this very unique sound 
Um, so for me, this is a four out of five, you know, just because it stands out from the rest of the album as being something completely different in terms of production. Um, but, you know, I would understand why maybe people listening to it cold today probably wouldn't be as, you know, have as much affection for it as me. But it, like after almost 20 years, this is like one of my favorite songs on Rave, um, you know, and that's mostly because I don't I think the rest of the album is kind of veering into two three out of five territory most of the time yeah and listening to it standing alone i'm gonna have to give it two can i do a half rating two and a half again the lyrics are are very powerful but but you know as as we already said the the performing and the singing just sounds very much like just something he kind of just you know, fired off you know, in one take in his, in his studio. And it's like, yeah, this is good. I'll just leave it like this. Which, which, you know, I'm sure there are a ton of, you know, Prince songs that people love that have been done that way before. So, you know, it's not unusual for Prince to come. Kind of right, right, right. Just, you know, go, go, go through a song once and be like, yeah, that'll do. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, people will love this song because I am Prince. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Tangerine. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Gina? I am the co-host of Kill by Kill, a, uh, a horror movie podcast in which we focus on movies uh, according to the characters and the the way they are taken out of the movie. Um, we are finishing up a run on um, Commando, which is which is not a horror movie. It just sort of looks like one. And we'll soon be starting the remake of Friday the 13th. Um, I also write about old television and movies and pop culture uh, at my website, GinaRadcliffe.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Gina. Thank you. And otherwise, goodbye. Hey, hey, hey. Hello.